always look like today. It used to be that you'd have to walk in a straight line, balance a heavy book on your head while sipping your tea. And that's what we call poise. But poise today is a little different. It's actually a combination of things. It's a combination of your inside style and your outside style. And today on the show, we're going to break all of that down right here, right now. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. And today is episode 95. Boy, we are approaching that 100th episode very soon here. But today we're going to be talking about poise. What does poise really mean in today's world? And why should I be talking about this um, when it comes to image styling, whether you're on and off the camera? And the reason is because... Poise is a combination of style, different styles, your inside style and your outside style coming together to create this sort of uh, what we call poise, this way of being, this way of acting, this way of um, really what your style is in general, not just with your image, but really overall including body language, the way you speak, the way you talk, the way you relate to people. So poise has a lot to do with style, more than you might think. Um, And so I'm going to start by just talking about breaking it down into two categories. Okay, I view poise, and I believe this to be true, that poise is two different things. It is the combination of your outside style, and your inside style. And so what do we mean by that? Let's break it down even even further. Let's take outside style and really uh, break it down into all the parts that it is, right? When you talk about outside style, we're talking about really the way you present yourself to the world, the way people see you show up, right? A lot of that has to do with your clothes and what you wear and 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 um, the image that you carry when it comes to styling you and, and your wardrobe. Um, but it's more than just that, right? It's about healthy skin. It's about healthy body. It's about um, your body language, right? And it is about grooming. And then, of course, I always say that the way you dress has a lot to do with how you express your style and contributes to how you adapt your poise in the world. So let's talk a little bit about the each of these categories and what one really needs to pay attention to really up level their inside or their outside style when it comes to each of these categories. You know, I talk a lot about health and wellness um, just generally with my clients, but also I talk about it on the show because, you know, um, 
just taking care of your body is sort of the beginnings. It's the foundation for being um, stylish and having a great style. And so we break it down from the outside in and the inside out, really. We just do go both ways and we really dial in about what you can do to up level in every area. So if we were talking about, you know, maintaining healthy skin, right? I have a whole show dedicated to skincare. Um, and we talked about that a lot at the very, you know, at one of the kickoff um, episodes of Waste Up Wardrobe. But it contributes largely to how you show up and how you appear and your appearance really in general, which in turn um, applies to your outside style and how you show up. So skin really is about taking care of it now. And and here's the thing. It's so interesting because... um, as a mature woman, I really didn't start taking care of my skin. And I will admit I, it was kind of a problem until, um, until, you know, later, like in my forties. And I really wish I had done that care, skincare a little bit earlier. Um, because you, you know, as you mature, your skin changes and does it impact the way you show up on and off camera. Um, but what, some of the things that are really important to pay attention to, and this is kind of funny because it kind of is the same through for many different parts of style, is really staying hydrated, right? Hydration is kind of the answer to so many ailments. In fact, I would love to get uh, Rick's perspective on this just from a male perspective and how he, um, you know, what he thinks about that piece of staying healthy. Um, But hydration is so important for the health of your skin. It's also so important for the health of your joints and your body. And so we hear this all the time. We know it, but do we do it is the answer, is the question, right? And Rick, do you have a do you have an input on that when it comes to, you know, I mean, for I don't know if gentlemen really think about height, you know, skin glow or skin health, right? But it is important. I mean, you know, for sun to protect against sun damage and to keep yourself um looking youthful and feeling youthful, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I uh I I taught myself to drink water, like a lot of water every day. And, you know, now it's not a big thing before it was like, you know, it was such a chore because it was, it was so much. And, you know, now I'll, I don't know those, um, I forget how big they are, but I'll drink eight of those big, like smart bottles of, of water. Um, every day, no problem. And it just like, if I don't, if I don't have enough of that, it just feels like I, you know, I haven't, I haven't done what I'm, my body's used to. Right. Exactly. And it is so important. I always, uh, for me, I try and drink and I don't always hit my target. I have to admit it is hard to do because you're busy throughout the day, but, um, to kind of overcome the busyness, I'll drink 16 ounces of water in the morning, right? When I wake up, it's like my, one of my first things I do as a routine. Um, and I get 16 ounces out of the way. Right. And then I have, you know, another, you know, 30 to do, <laughs> but at least I got my 16 ounces, which is a good amount of water. Right. And that really does contribute to a healthy glow and healthy skin and, you know, doing it consistently. And the reason I bring that up, I, I know it seems, and maybe you'll agree with me here. It seems so basic, right? People know they have to drink water, but because we are building it into this idea of how you show up, what your style is like, how that impacts your poise in the world, um, just this little piece is part of that, right? And staying hydrated to have that glowing skin is really important uh, for men and women, I believe. Um, so 
I've seen you drink your water because I know when we're doing photo shoots, you always have your liter bottle of water. I'm like, yeah. God, he's really good about that. <laughs> so I, I can attest to the fact that you are very good about that. Yeah, yeah it just feels like, <clears throat> you know, if I don't have all that water with me, it just doesn't feel right. Because, you know, it, during during um, um, the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years of have you know having children, you know, every once in a while, I... I would go out and golf, you know, with my buddies. That's five hours out on the course, walking around, and it's like, okay, you know, maybe once in a while we'd we'd have a cocktail or something like that. But it's like I'd rather just have the water, and so I got myself used to being on the golf course, always taking a drink of water uh, between holes, and then that I think that's what built up my stamina to for drinking so much water every day. And now, you know, to drink eight liters a day, it's like it's nothing. Well, it's, you know, it becomes a habit, right? And mm -hmm. as business owners, entrepreneurs, we build in habits into our world to keep us kind of on task and keep us successful in meeting our goals. So it's totally true. And I'm going to move into, but I want you to stay on for just a second because I'm okay. curious about this. For women, we really yeah. think about our skin a lot. Like we think about moisturizing it, making sure we have the right sun protection, um, just to stay youthful and, you know, and clear from sun, uh, sunspots and sun damage. We think about our lip health. I mean, just keeping it moisturized as well. Um, so do gentlemen think about that as well? I mean, I, I, I guess sunblock would be one that you, you probably are really good at, especially if you're golfing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, if, if I'm not doing it, I mean, I mean, being out in the sun all the time, it's like you're very conscious about taking care of your skin and protecting it from the sun, right? Um, and and if I'm not doing that or if I'm on the beach, you know, I always hear about it from Tammy. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you need to put this stuff on. But um, uh, the other thing, too, is not only being hydrated, but is like protecting your lips. I was, I just remember in the days of Carmex, right, back in high school and college, it's like I was addicted to that stuff and just constantly putting that stuff on. And if my lips aren't um, moist, if they, you know, I, I just hate the feeling of them getting dry and parched yeah. and then next thing you know they're peeling and then bleeding and it's like it's not a pretty thing well and it doesn't yeah it doesn't look nice and it doesn't feel good and so mm -hmm. it's, it's really part of your health care right yeah, yeah. like I, and we did that whole episode early on about where skincare is health care um you you have it is such an important i mean our skin is like our biggest organ in our body and again i know it sounds very fundamental but we forget we forget to build it in as um, as a habit and a routine. I mean, I have mm -hmm. teenagers that one of them is a runner and one of them is a rower, and I constantly have to tell them about the sunblock. They they're you know they're teenagers and they don't think about that. And you know what? I was the same way. I, I get it. But like you, it's if you are able to do it and you are in tune and aware about doing it, it will pay off in spades as you mature and, and it feels good. It feels healthy to yeah. have glowing skin, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So as part of poise, it is that part of that, you know, outside style that contributes to the way you feel and part of your self-care. The next thing I'm going to go into is sort of your health, body health, right? Your healthy body. A healthy body contributes to feeling great. And when you feel great, you look great. And that contributes to style. And that is part of what we call that uh, part of um, 
uh, poise. So exercise, exercising lifestyle, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, exercise is not for me. I don't really like, you know, I'm too tired after work or before work and I just don't want to do it. And I totally get it. It's another habit really that needs to be built in and it has to be built in in a mindful way. Like, you know, not everybody's going to go out and run a marathon. You don't have to run a marathon or, you know, go to a CrossFit gym to feel like you're moving and taking care of your body and that part of your style because um, everybody moves differently and everybody has something else that calls them. And on top of that, if you're not exercising in a way that interests you, you're just not going to do it long term. And Jennifer is here and she's saying, I love my morning walks on the beach. Exactly. So, you know, every and I know Jennifer is also an avid golfer, so she can totally, she's totally athletic. She's always moving her body, but she is really good. And she's a business owner. She is the sauce goddess. She owns a company called the sauce goddess. And so she knows how important it is to have those built-in habits that contribute to your health and wellness and your self-care that in turn contribute to the way you present yourself to the world and that piece of poise. It really keeps you training for life. Having a way of moving your body keeps you trained for life. You know, anything that life um, throws at you, you can manage it, right? Um, you can also, it also keeps you mentally sharp. So there's, see, everything is sort of connected, right? Taking care of the, the body, your skin, the way you're moving, those all connect to really give you um, a life of, of, of a great up-leveled life where you're feeling good. When you get out of bed in the morning and your feet hit the ground, you're not going, oh man, another day. You're going, oh yay, I get to wake up to a new morning because I am taking care of my body and I'm living quality, a quality life. And I'd love, uh, Rick, your take on this too. Um, you know, it's sort of that looking forward to getting up because you feel strong and you feel healthy. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think the, um, the big thing for me is just getting enough sleep. You know, I'm kind of a night owl. And if I don't feel feel rested in the morning, it kind of dictates, well, you know this, when we have early morning meetings, it's like you're so, you know, it's like, it, well, it's a Monday, but uh, it's like, why are you so grumpy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's usually because I don't get enough sleep the night before um, or I just don't feel rested, but it does, it, it does put you in a mindset. If you have enough rest, the way you feel in the morning, how you start your day. Uh, and, and, you know, I've been trying to work on that a little bit better, wake up with a little bit more, even if I'm tired, wake up with a little bit more positive mindset to get me going, you know, cause yeah. it kind of dictates how the rest of the day is going to go. Yeah, that healthy body and mind. I mean, a healthy mind and a healthy body, just keeping you mentally sharp and movement. You know, movement is so important. And again, you know, when you talk to people about exercise, they think, oh my God, I got to go to a gym. I got to do this. But like, just like Jennifer said, she does her morning walks, right? Mm -hmm. On the beach. There's something not only, um, well, physical about it, but there's also something mental that happens, right? Your mental, your mind is kind of resetting for a new day. It is kind of recharging and kind of just getting grounded. Um, and you're moving while you're doing it. So everybody's form of movement is so different. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've, I've, if I haven't taken my morning walk, uh, cause I, I'll usually do at least one, if not two, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, especially to kind of break up my work schedule, um, where I just need to get out of this cave and just, you know, get some fresh air and, 
you know, take, take a half an hour and just be outside. And, and, uh, you know, if I have to take a call, I'll do that, but still just being outside and, and, and moving and loosening up a little bit and getting some fresh air. And, and, uh, it just helps when you know, you have a stack of stuff to do yet. It just helps you dive into that and feel motivated to finish it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, again, just going through these pieces that contribute to your outside style, right? The things that people see, your skin health, your healthy body, um, you know, and we're talking about not only movement and exercise, but how that impacts your sharpness, your mental sharpness, and also healthy eating. I mean, you know, again, so much that we already know, but doing and knowing are two different things. And when you see like these things that combine to create a bigger picture, a bigger style about you, a bigger way of showing up in the world, it starts making sense. And you start building in habits, little habits, you know, like drinking your water, putting your sunscreen on that contribute to all these parts that then give you that whole presentation, the big picture. Right. Yep. I, Totally agree with that. I yeah. Totally no, I, I, and then the next thing I want to talk about is body language. And we did a whole episode on body language. We had a body language expert here. But here's another area where your poise, your outside style is revealed to the world, right? How do you present yourself? How do you talk? How do you move your body when you're interacting with somebody? Um, and those things are like your eye contact, right? You're making eye contact with people. We're on camera. It's one of those tricky things that we've talked a lot about on Waste Step Wardrobe is how do you make eye contact through that lens, right? And the weirdest thing, making eye contact with your audience is kind of looking right at that lens, not really looking at the screen like I'm doing now, but looking at that lens through the lens to see your audience members. Um, that's if you're on camera. But when you're in person, making eye contact with people is such um, a great way of connecting and letting them to like to get to know you, right? They always say that the windows are the eyes to the soul. And it's true. I really believe it's true. And uh, because when people look at your eyes, they can tell so much about you. So making eye contact is really important. It also shows confidence. So if you're interacting with a client or a potential client or a colleague, your firm handshake and the eye contact that you you present with are two really key ways of showing the person that you're interested in them and that you want to connect with them. And the other thing is you're you're smiling. I mean, I think smiling is the easiest way to connect with people um, because if 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 the eyes are a window to the soul, really the smile is a window to the heart. It shows people that you really are interested in them and you want to connect with them and that you're happy to be around them. All these little things about body language are part of how you how poised you are, how what your style is when you're presenting yourself to the world. Um, and you know, and it, so it's interesting because people will, well, my body language is my body language. Can I improve it? Absolutely. We've had a whole episode on body language and how you can improve your body language through the camera, but off the camera, a lot of those things still apply. Again, the basic rules, eye contact, smiling at people, that firm handshake that doesn't really want to break somebody's hand. So it's not too firm where you're too being too powerful, but 
also not kind of wimpy, you know? So you have this firm handshake that shows that, hi, I am so-and-so and I'm I'm pleased to meet you. Another really important part of poise is really managing your body language. And I know, Rick, you have something to say about that. Because- I was, I was going to add to that because I was yeah. going to say, this is a pro tip, right? For the people that are uh, doing stuff virtually and on camera. And I think you, you definitely hit the nail on the head on that. It's, when you're in front of somebody physically, you, of course you're going to be looking at them eye to eye, right? You have that firm handshake. You, They can see your body language. They can feel your body language, right? Not so much when you're on camera. And this is where you really have to pay attention on what you're looking at. Uh, I've seen so many, so many people uh, that are doing podcasts um, or live streams or whatever they're doing. And especially when they have a guest on, they're not looking at the camera. They're, you know... And it's it's a weird thing because where the camera lens is is different than where the monitor is. I mean, I have my camera right in front of the right right in front of my monitor, so it looks like I'm looking at at, at you uh, through in the camera, but I can also see what's going on. But it's so common, like like Christine demonstrated before, to just look at yourself on camera, thinking that you're looking at the person on the other side, and it's it's just weird. It just gives that weird feeling. And so, pro tip. Look at the camera lens uh, when you're uh, interacting virtually. It's on Zoom or even with a friend. Do you know? Try try practicing that because that's all you have. You don't have the handshake. You have you have somewhat of the body language, the way you're sitting, the way you're addressing that person. But you, it, high, eye contact in this case is is paramount um, because you know you're just not used to it. So you, you, once you start doing, you'll get used to it. But just keep in mind that. It, it does look a little weird if you're not looking at the lens because the receiving on the receiving end, it, it just feels weird. Yeah. Big, you know, big body language, a tip, mm-hmm. really important, especially on camera. But you know, you, you said it's easy when you're in person to you know, look somebody in the eye. It isn't always that easy for many people forget that that is important, right? Or they might be shy or they come from a culture where they're not really um, used to looking somebody in the eye, right? So, but but in our culture and where we are, when we're presenting ourselves in business, it's a sign of confidence to look somebody in the eye. I'm not, I'm not talking to stare somebody down. I'm talking like really, you know, make that connection, that soft connection and have that firm handshake. It's so interesting because you can go extreme on all these things, right? You can stare somebody down and that's not the right body language. It's really making the eye contact and kind of having that soft connection and a handshake, right? I've had people shake my hand like to break it. And I was like, <laughs> other women too, not like men, right? Yeah. But so it's like, you have to, you want a firm handshake that isn't one of those like wimpy handshakes because that doesn't show confidence, but you also don't want to break somebody's hand because you're like, oh yeah, here's my firm handshake. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've had any experience with that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it's, I, I always, there's always that one person, maybe two, when you see yeah. him at a social event or you see him out and it's like, oh, no, here it comes, <laughs> you know, and it's that crushing handshake. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. And um, and the, and like, I think that I think that if I had to choose between a crushing handshake and a wimpy handshake, it would be like the crushing handshake because yeah. somebody who just grabs your hand and like like flops is like, it's just yeah. not. Well, when I when I see that person, I usually try and have a couple things in my hands so I can't. It's like here. <laughs> Just, you know, just yeah. elbow. 
<laughs> totally. No, I totally, I totally get it. And then, you know, the other thing I think is so interesting that people forget to smile at people. And I think just sometimes people's resting like they're normal is not to smile, um, which I understand. But when you're networking, when you're connecting with people, you want to break a smile. A, a smile can change somebody's day. Honestly, I truly believe that when you smile at somebody, they it almost makes them feel important, right? And um, it's such an easy way to really uplift another. Yeah, it's and it's a great way to break the ice. You know, if you're yeah. nervous to go talk to somebody or you see somebody approaching, it's like you know, just a smile just breaks the ice. You know, yeah. you're well. It opens yourself up to conversation with that person, makes them feel at ease. Um, and it just does it does great things if you welcome them with a smile. Mm -hmm. And I always say that it's like the window to the heart, just like the eyes are the window to the soul. You know, people feel, feel that you're coming at them with a with an open open heart and open mind. Um, and I was just actually I'm in the middle of rereading a book that I read when my kids were younger. Um, it's called A Whole New Mind, and um, it was uh, it was very interesting. There was a whole section on um, well, emotional quotient and emotion emoting, but um, how you can tell if somebody is giving you a genuine smile versus kind of a fake smile. And it was really interesting from a psychological standpoint because um, the, it, it was talking a lot about what your facial muscles do when you're actually giving a genuine smile. If you're smiling and your eye, your eye muscles are interacting with that and they're combining to give the smile, that's a genuine smile. But if the only uh, muscles that are working are your, your, your lower half of your face muscles, then that's a fake smile. So it was really interesting. You know, people can feel you too. So they feel if you're being fake or fe being genuine. So uh, whatever it's worth, I think it was just so interesting. Um, any thoughts on that? No, I totally agree. I mean, uh you know, after years of working corporate, you can kind of, you kind of know a fake smile versus a real smile. Even, even it's a little harder when you're virtual, but you know, you know, you, you kind of know yeah. um, that, that you're just, you're just doing it for show, <laughs> you know, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. Most people are smart, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Jennifer saying smile like you mean it. For sure, Jennifer. I mean, that is, it really is, you know, all these things that we're talking about, you know, um, skincare, body care, exercise, water, smiling, they are so fundamental, but they are fundamental to life and they're fundamental to good habits and building in good success and being aware of what you're doing and how you're doing. And coming out of a time where we were really not socializing very much in person, I think people do forget how to interact with people. I mean, I, Personally, when I first went to my first networking meeting after being, you know, 2020 and being in lockdown for so long, I was like, wait, did I forget how to socialize? <laughs> you, you, you can forget how to interact with people. So it's important to just be aware of these simple things that really help contribute to how you're showing up, how you're showing up to people and how your outside style is really being expressed, right? Um, which takes me to the next thing, which is grooming. And when it comes to grooming with women, it's always about like the hair and the nails and of course the skin, right? All really important contributions to the way you're showing up with gentlemen. It's more about like 
you're sh if you're well shaven, if you're clean shaven, um, you know, so things like that. So both for women, men and women, um, there are things that contribute to the way you're showing up and the way you're looking when it comes to grooming. And it's really important to pay attention to all that. So that's like number four part of that, you know, outside style. But the final piece of outside style is the work, it surrounds the work that I do. It's about your image. It's about what you wear and how your wardrobe looks and how you're presenting yourself. What is that language you're using with your style, your outside style, the clothes that you wear that is expressing some but something to, to people and how you carry yourself and, and what you're trying to say with your clothes? Clothes are a language. It is, and style is a language, right? And so it's something that you develop and you learn more about. Um, so the way you show up in your clothes is really um, is really important. And honestly, even though I'm an image consultant and I use clothes to get people's outside style up leveled, it's not about the clothes. And this is why this topic of poise in general, this whole big topic, this umbrella is really important. It's really that clothes are just a tool to up level the way you show up in, in, in your circles and also to up level your inside style, which we're going to talk about in a second, right? So we're covering sort of this outside style, your appearance, right? what people see on the outside, your health, the way you carry yourself, um, your body language the way you take care of your skin and your body so that it looks healthy and feels glowing and you feel like you want to wake up and you know take on the day. Um, and the clothes that you wear are really important, but they're not everything. They're not everything. They're just part of this bigger picture of how you show up in the world and what your poise looks like. Um, so a lot of things like, you know, your wardrobe being... Um, you know, having a nice wardrobe that isn't, you don't show up in wrinkled clothes or clothes that don't fit or anything like that. Those are important things, but also having a hairstyle that you love that suits you, um, you know, um, investing in some really important basics. Sometimes people forget to invest in basics and they can't put outfits together. And that's sort of my, uh, my genius. And that's what I help my clients do. Um, knowing that fit is really important when it comes to clothes. Fit is Actually, I'm going to say fit, fit, fit. It's like in real estate, location, location, location. It's always about the fit. The fit has to be great. Um, enhancing your best features. If you have a tiny waist, that's what you want to highlight. If you have um, great legs, that's what you want to highlight. So really enhancing your features, your best features with the colors, with, with the clothes that you wear. And wearing color. People, especially us women, we shy away from wearing color. And we shouldn't. Color is a way, again, of expressing our moods and how we're feeling. And um, color is really important. I think many women tend to go to black because it's slimming. And that's okay. Every once in a while, black is okay. But don't exclude reds from your repertoire, blues, greens, other things that can give you a lot of, um, you know, show off yourself in so many different ways and allow you to um, flex um, your wardrobe and play with accessories. You know, so some tips here on creating um, a stylish wardrobe for yourself is make sure that fit is really, you're, you're honed in on fit. Enhance your best features. Wear color. Don't shy away from color. Play with accessories, you know, necklaces, glasses, earrings. You know, we have the big audacious earrings uh, box membership club that you can be a part of so that you can, you know, play with earrings as part of your look. Um, 
Comfort is important, of course, um, but you can have all those things. You can have stylish clothes and comfortable clothes and things that make you look great and feel great all in one wardrobe. And that is actually something I work with my clients all the time to achieve. Um, so when it comes to the outside style, that part, first part of poise, um, think about skin health. And we actually have a whole episode on skincare as healthcare. Um, it talks about how you moisturize, what the really important things and some really cool uh, products that you can use to do to really take care of your skin, hydrating, of course, um, healthy body, exercising, keeping fit, having some kind of a movement that you do. Your body language, be aware of your body language. Make sure that when you're interacting with people, you are really aware of how you're acting when it comes to your handshake, your smile, your eye contact. Those are the basics. Grooming, keeping your hair, nails, um, face, all those things groomed so that you can show up looking fantastic and building a little wardrobe that makes you feel great when you show up in whether it's a social circle or a networking circle. So that is pretty much you know, outside style in a nutshell, right? Those are the parts that contribute to how you show up, how you look when you show up in, in circles. The next part about poise that I want to talk about is sort of this inside style, right? Sometimes when I'm, well, most of the time when I'm working with clients, it's about how the outside style, the clothes as a tool, when you use them, it helps you enhance your inside style. It up levels your confidence. It up levels your mood. But inside sale kind of boils down to three different things that kind of show up are on the inside, but kind of radiate outside for people to notice um, and contribute to your poise. And that I call the three C's. The three C's are really what your inside cell are comprised of. Your confidence, composure, and compassion. And it's so interesting too, because just reading that book I was referring to, the you know the whole new mind, uh, emotional quotient is such a big topic in that book, and that is all related to compassion. And I'd love to get Rick's take on my three C's just in general. So the three C's that contribute to inside style, in my opinion, are confidence, composure, and compassion. And when it comes to confidence, clothes can be a great tool to help up-level the confidence. So they're all kind of tied in together. But what is your thoughts on my three C's, Rick? Confidence, composure, and compassion. Well, that's it's I totally agree with that. And you know, there's a couple of different situations when you think about it, right? So if you have a client that you've been working with who you've uh, dressed to provide those uh, three C's to, right? The mindset portion of it, but yet they don't adapt to how they're dressed, uh, then you're missing an opportunity to take advantage of your new look um, and to establish uh, uh, your, your character in a way that that exudes the confidence, that exudes um, the, the, the composure that you're talking about and, and come across as a good listener that's very compassionate to the conversation, to what, what the person's saying. So y'all, you have to kind of all put those things together because you can be dressed to the nines, right? Uh, right. For a guy, just out, look outstanding. Uh, but if your personality is not congruent with the way you're dressed in front of a customer or in, in, in front of a pr prospective client, you may lose that client because you're just not in tune with that. You're not listening to them with the intent to understand. You're just listening to them 
to just answer the question and plow forth with with what you're trying to sell them or what you're trying to do right and so it's 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 kind of a it, it was a new thing to me when I learned that uh, years ago, uh, but um, it's easy to adapt to once you're in tune with it. And especially if you're like like Christine is is promoting, if you're dressed, you know, to to exude those type those three C's, then you know, start practicing them because you'll you'll start to see incredible results once you once you start doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is why I love the three C's because it's really easy to remember. Now, you know, can one learn to be poised? Of course, you can adapt poise, you develop it over time. You know, um, it's a great conversation for young adults and young people going into the workforce to understand what actually will make you show up looking your best, um, being fully poised, being well received by potential people you want to interact with, whether it's a boss or a colleague or a potential client. But understanding that inside style is such an important piece to being to, to being stylish, to having a distinct style is so important. And even some adults, some mature people don't realize that until later in life, right? And then they start going, ah, I see the connections. Like you said, you can be somebody dressed to the nines, but if you act with a lack of emotionality, with a lack of of compassion in your field, people get turned off by that, right? And oh, yeah. and and that can contribute to just not being able to get to your goals or get connected with people. Because you know what are what are goals really? It's all about creating relationships to get to goals and to and to build businesses and to um, and to serve people, right? It's all about connections. Mm -hmm. um, so when I, it you know I'm sure I'm, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt I'm sure there's there are stage speakers out there that everyone has seen whether it's on YouTube whether it's on a TED talk whether it's you know at an event um, that that you you go to for your business you take note of how they act on stage when they're all dressed up I mean I I always I always loved hearing um, uh, Steve Jobs when he was on stage now. Off stage, he was a little bit different personality, but on stage, when he's talking about Apple and the products and the way he talked about it, there was some, there was a certain, certain thing about him that you know you just kind of lean forward because you know he was going to talk about something, you know, innovative and and that. So he, I mean, he had that on on it, but he dressed the part right, very yep. simply, simple. Most of the time, it was black, uh, very you know plain plain colors, but the way he swaggered on stage you know um you, you just tend to lean in and 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 want to want to you know um, um subscribe to what he was gonna say right yeah no for sure i mean D steve jobs had it down when it came to wardrobe because he had a uniform you know he mm -hmm. had a certain way of dressing that was uh very signature for him which mm -hmm. is stylish you know that is style um but this whole idea of the way you said you know, receiving him well while he's on stage and you want to lean in and you want to hear more is because he exuded this confidence right and this knowledge and this, you wanted to learn more and absorb everything he said and that that is confidence right um and to you know confidence is interesting because I believe that every human being has insecurities right any everybody has somewhere where they're not fully confident um and it either you'll never meet a person, in my opinion, I mean, it never is not a really good word to use, but that is fully confident in every area of their life, right? We all have certain things that throw us off a little bit. But 
developing confidence can happen. And that is one of the key things I've learned really in developing better confidence is talking to my own self in a better way. You know, I found myself to be very um, forgiving with people and really hard on my own self. And so that really pulling myself down. And so many people do that, you know, they tend to be, you know, forgiving of others, but more hard on themselves. And that is just, it's just not conducive to your confidence that so you treat yourself like you would treat others. If you know, if you're, if you are a compassionate, kind person, do that for yourself as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because that, because if you're not doing that to yourself, then it's all an act, you know, it becomes an act and, and it doesn't feel it sooner or later. It's just not going to feel like you're, you're, um, um, what's the word? Um, you're like, you feel like what you're saying is real, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Authentic. Right. Mm -hmm. authentic. So, so confidence can be developed in so many ways. It's just being, you know, really proud of yourself, you know, celebrating your wins and talking to yourself in a way that you would, you know, if you're, if you, you're, you're, you know, how to be kind to others, but be kind to yourself too. And, you know, when you aren't performing your best or you're not feeling so great about yourself. I also love to create, like, I, I love inspiration. So something that gives me confidence is having, like, I, I kind of um, catalog quotes, inspiring quotes that really encourage me throughout the day. I really, I'm, I hang on quotes a lot, even certain words actually, um, and books and things like that. Things like that, that inspire me also help me build confidence and just understanding other people's stories and, um, and learning from them. You know, it just gives me that sense of gratitude and confidence as well. Any thoughts on that? Well, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, the one thing that I can think of, because I just recently came from a, a big conference, is that um, the the uh, the president of this organization, well, the national president of this organization was hilariously engaging, right? I mean, the guy was, I had never met him before, and I had never heard him speak. So I thought, okay, he's going to be kind of stiff. He's going to be this, that, and the other thing. But he was so funny, and that was his way of connecting with the audience because his his character, I mean, his, his normal resting um, um, look was just very professional, you know, he's a uh, uh, very stoic type of guy. But man, when he got up to the mic and communicating to, you know, 3000 people, he did it in a way that instantly made us comfortable, instantly made us lean up and, and want to listen to what he was going to say next, because he was so great at using humor to teach the, mm. the, uh, the uh, people that were there. I love that. I love I love when people are like humorous. It takes such a different kind of intelligence to be funny. Um, and I, I think that and that can make you very confident. You know, when people mm -hmm. are laughing at what you're saying and they're it's, a, it's also a tool for teaching, just like you said. Um, you know, another thing that is really great to kind of help you personally develop a better confidence is keeping a diary or keeping or just remember to celebrate, remembering to celebrate your wins, keeping a diary of the goals you're achieving. Those are things that build us up. Um, as people like we go, oh yeah, I achieved that. In fact, I was just talking to a client the other day and I was telling her, oh my goodness, we had set some goals and she, you know, she's one of my branding clients. So I'm working on her brand with her. And she's like, and I did this and I filled my class and I reached out to a couple of people about my uh, coaching program and she had done a couple other things. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, you did so much. She goes, yeah. And I just forgot to celebrate that. Like I like, oh, you know, no big deal. I'm like, see, this is where we falter as, as business owners. We, we check things off our box, things that were hard to achieve. And then we forget to celebrate them. I'm yeah, guilty yeah. of it myself. <coughs> right. So. Yeah. Well, let me, are- let me, let me give props to Christine. Okay. So, yeah. um, so we've been doing this show for a while, right. For a couple of years. And yeah. in the beginning, uh, those of you who have, who may have followed us in the beginning, um, it was a, it was a terrifying thing for Christine to, to do like every week, something new, not only new, but live. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, then it got easier when you, when you had, um, um, uh, guests on, cause then it was a conversation and, and, uh, and then in between, you know, you have your solo episodes. It's like, how, what, how, how can I keep engaged with the audience when I'm, it's just me in the room and I'm just talking to the camera. Yeah. But you've done such a, a, a cool transition over, over the last couple of years since we started. And, um, and, and that, um, you know, when you talk about celebrating the wins, I can tell you this. So if we look at the calendar, and I want everyone to, to listen in on this and be knowledgeable and be on this episode on, on June 30th, Okay, on June 30th, Christine is going to be doing her 100th episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, 100th episode. And um, we've only missed maybe one or two because of the holidays or some personal uh, uh, event, uh, but 100 episodes. And, and I, I got to give you props for hanging in there and doing it like religiously every week because it's a task to put a show like this together after, after, after the first month or two, it's like, okay, I'm running out of things to talk about, but you found a way to get you know, content out there to your, to your clients. And, and this is the way, this is going to be a way to, for everyone to come in and, and cheer Christine on and, and give her props. And uh, I, I think we're, we're trying to put a special show together with some special guests, but uh, I'm super excited. I'm very proud of what Christine's done. And and this is my way of, of giving props to you uh, on air to your, to your audience. Thank you so much. And you've been a, such a big part of this, Rick. But the 100th episode is going to be fantastic. It's coming up on June 30th. And I'm looking to get some awesome mentors as a panel, but I'm going to keep it kind of a little bit of a secret. But that, of course, like doing things like that and continuing to do it and staying consistent really does help build up more confidence, right? I will, like, you're right. The for early on episodes, I was, my confidence level, very low, but I did it. And here's my last tip when it comes to confidence that kind of ties into what you were saying. Act confidently, even when it's hard. It's like, you know, they say fake it till you make it. It's really about acting confidently, trying to appear confident, even though inside you might not feel as confident as you could be. And that really does help get you there. Um, It is one of the things that really I've done because I, you know, trying new things is hard. Um, but that is such an important piece of being poised and being part and, and being able to present a style that people are engaged with to the world. Right. So that whole piece of confidence. You're gonna say something. Yeah. I, I wanted to add to that too. It's like, uh, it, it's funny that you said fake it till you make it. So there's a different twist on that too. Right. Because I believe in, um, visualization, right. Uh, I'm a golfer. And so I learned early on that um, if to visualize my shots, like where it was going to go, was it going to curve to the left, curve to the right? You always visualize. And you see a lot of the best golfers in the world 
do that. They visualize the shot and then they hit it, right? And it's the same thing here when you're when you're talking with somebody or when you're up on stage or when you're in front of the camera. You just vis- visualize that that your the message that you're trying to communicate is going to be successful. That the that the audience is going to be receptive to what you say. And if you if you go into any situation and you're vis- visualizing that success even if it's just a little thing if you can visualize that but boy you can start you can start feeling confidence people can start reading confidence confidence in the way you speak to them and so all of those little pieces go together and and uh, i you know i don't know if you visualize how you visualize i know you visualize goals uh but if you visualize how you're communicating with the customer and 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 you, you go in with better intentions better attitude better mindset uh, and you set yourself up more for success. Yeah, and uh, Jennifer's still tuning in here, and she totally agrees with what you're saying. I mean, again, right, we talked about this kind of overarching idea of poise, how you present yourself to the world. That's part of your style and how the outside style is what you actually, people actually see. But the inside style, which is you know, confidence being the first piece of that, is sort of what kind of radiates from inside, right? The second piece to that is composure. And that can be so hard for some people, right? It, it, hard for everybody at a different time. I mean, there are things that kind of might trigger somebody and they're like, oh, then they lose their composure. But being able to stay composed under pressure, being able to stay composed in serious situations is such a important piece of um, a poise and your style that you put out to the world, right? So composure, like, you know, and there's so many examples of it, right? It could be, um, you know, something you're like in the middle of somebody witnessing an accident and you have to be composed, like, what do you do to help, right? Um, It could be that you're dealing with a difficult person and you still have to stay composed and kind of stay grounded so that you don't, you know, act in a way that is not aligned with your personality and your values, right? And how do you develop that composure? Well, uh, you know, a lot of people do that by meditating and or doing yoga, really things that keep them grounded and keep them um, thinking about their thoughts. That's something I really do a lot is I think about my thoughts, which can drive me a little crazy sometimes, but really trying to um, be in a place where things can't shake you, right? You can't let somebody who's having a bad day impact you acting in a way that wouldn't be aligned with who you are. And I would love to hear what you have to say about this, right? Because I know for women and men, it might be a little different, but composure is such a big part of how poised you come off. Oh, we can't hear you, Rick. Ah, I was muted. So you didn't hear me drinking my water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you, um, you know, being in business for so long, you just, you learn uh, certain things, how to listen to a person with the intent to understand rather than with the intent to just answer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you learn these little tips and tricks and it, it's, one of the things that was hardest for me anyway, was really to listen because I knew the, as soon as they started asking the question, I already knew the answer or I formulated the answer in my head, but really didn't understand where they were coming from. And so I found myself stepping on myself, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times early on because I didn't understand, I didn't comprehend where they were coming from. And so that's all the, for me, that was kind of the visualization part. It's like, let me put myself in my, their shoes to understand what they're talking about so I can give them a better answer. Um, and, 
and it took some it took some practice to do that but that's just one of the things that you kind of learn over time i see so many people that that just want to impose their will or impose their answer on that person asking the question with not without truly understanding what they're asking you know Right, right, absolutely. Which brings us to the last C of my three C's, and that is compassion. Right, you go from composure, what you just said about being patient and listening with really paying attention to what is being said to you rather than wanting to say what you want to say, right? But that has so much to do with compassion and empathy and putting, being able to put yourself in the shoes of others um, as a human being, right? Um, and so, so again, compassion is basically what empathy is. And empathy is being able to put yourself in other people's shoes and listening with intent rather than what, what your what your intentions are. Um, so, would you? How, what, what are your thoughts on on that? Piece? Yeah, I mean, one of the tricks, <clears throat> one of the exercises that we use, and you, I mean, being in business, you, I know I'm sure many of the listeners have heard this, but one of the techniques that you can kind of customize in your own way is the feel feel felt found um way to answer you know especially when it's a it could be a hostile thing or it could be uh, a complaint that you're listening to that doesn't necessarily you know is about you but it's about maybe a, a service or product but you know to to come off um compassionate and understanding you know it, that's it's the i know how you feel i felt the same way but here's what i found right and if yeah. and, and if you practice that over time you can kind of put your own spin on it but you know uh you know come across with the understanding i know how you feel because it's happened to me once before and and this is what i found and this is how i got through it and if you come across compassionate with a compassionate mindset like that you can more more often than not um help that help that client or help that customer um not only with their problem you get provide them a solution and they feel so much better about it because you were compassionate about you were you were you were thoughtful you were compassionate about how they felt and and you know you found a way to make it work out Absolutely. I mean, all these things that we just talked about have a lot to do with how you present yourself to the world just in everyday life, but it has so much to do with how you do business, how you really brand yourself, up-level yourself in every area of your life to, to be a better service provider, a better product provider. Um, and when it comes to that last piece, that compassion, that empathy piece, so important in business to have that, to have the humility of being able to listen um, as if you are the other person. How are they feeling putting that yourself in their shoes? So, you know, there it is. It's like this whole umbrella of, of poise, right? And what does what actually is poise? And why is it so important? It's so important in business because you want to be, you want to have developed a, 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 a style of dealing with people and interacting with people that makes you well-received by them. Because at the end of the day, people do work with people they know, like, and trust. And if you are a poised individual, if you've really honed a lot of these areas, um, and again, it's not about being perfect. It's about doing your best in all these areas that you can, just doing your personal best, right? Um, just uh, this idea of honing your inside style and your outside style simultaneously to be able to present to the world an individual that can be of service, that can give of themselves because they have really developed themselves in a way. It's really about self-improvement. So, 
here's the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly wrap-up in a nutshell, right? The main takeaway here is understanding that poise is very much tied into your style. It's the way you act that allows people to see who you are. And it's not just one thing. It's a combination of things. It's It breaks down into your outside style and your inside style. And your outside style breaks down into the way you care for yourself, your skin, your hair, your body, your way you self-care so that you can be able to care for others, right? And the way you dress because people judge us about how we show up when we first show up. And so that matters how you're presenting yourself. And then it breaks down also into this other part of inside style, how confident you're showing up, how composed you are in difficult situations, and how compassionate you can be so that you can relate to the people that you're serving. So poises all those things. A couple of tips on really trying to hone these different areas, especially the confidence and, and these areas where you can really develop is really Focus on really um, creating, um, celebrating your wins. That is a really great way to uplevel your confidence. And, you know, and act confidently, even when in situations where you feel you're not confident, you're just basically trying to hope for confidence as you're acting so that you can achieve it in a way. Um, and some tools that you can use is this, this, you know, I broke this down, this episode down into these subparts so that the audience can see that it's not just about one thing. The way you style yourself, the way you show up in a stylish way and a poised way is not just about one thing. It's about really uh, developing these different areas of your of your life, right? So use this as a guide. Use the actual episode as a guide and understand that style and poise is broken down into outside and inside style and how and use these tools to really help you develop them. And finally, action item. If there's one thing you can do today to go back to start kind of thinking about where you are on this poise spectrum, right? What have you developed very well and what you haven't? Do exactly that. See where you're doing really great. Maybe you are really good at exercising. You got your, you know, you really take care of your health very well. So you're very self, you care for yourself very well, which allows you to care for others because you can't, you know, you have to fill um, other people's cup, but you also have to be full yourself. And then think about other areas where you can do better, right? Could you maybe um, hone your confidence a little bit more? Could you maybe up-level your wardrobe so that you can up-level your confidence? Because all these parts are tied in together. So remember, poise is not just about one thing. It breaks down to outside style and inside style, and both of them inform each other. And there you have it, the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. And join us next week at 1130, same time, right here on Facebook, where we bring you another live show um, of Waste Up Wardrobe and bring a friend. 